Good morning. It's March 22nd. It's a cool and overcast morning in New York. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Or, in this case, the absence of news. Donald Trump was not indicted, arrested, handcuffed, or thrown in jail yesterday, despite predictions to the contrary, including his own. Nor has he been indicted so far this morning, at least as far as Twitter can show. But the story about the story grinds on and on. Front page of the Times today, possible case against Trump would hinge on untested strategy. Four bylines there, and a really spectacular lead. It is the kind of case that emboldens prosecutors and mesmerizes juries. A celebrity defendant authorizing a secret payoff to cover up a tryst with a porn star. Why? What do you mean kind of case. It is not a kind of case. It is a case. It is not prosecutors and juries. It's a prosecutor and perhaps a jury. It's not a celebrity defendant. It is the celebrity defendant. What is the point of pretending that Donald Trump's hush money payout to Stormy Daniels is some instance of a familiar larger phenomenon? The goal here rhetorically is to make the details of the case sound like the sort of thing that the justice system deals with fairly regularly. To emphasize that, as the story says, there is a possibility that the case will rely on a legal theory that has never been evaluated by a judge. Sure. Okay. The idea is that they can charge Trump with falsifying business records under New York state law, but to make it a felony rather than a misdemeanor, they need a second crime, and the second crime would appear to be a violation of federal campaign finance laws? And can they double up the state law with a federal law violation? And why are four reporters gaming out something that hasn't happened yet that they don't know the details of? Above the jump for that story in the inside page is a report from Within Trump World, Magical Thinking and Perp Walk Fixation as Trump Awaits Indictment. Not to be confused with the campaign trail piece on the next page, Circus Continues, for Trump, Legal Woes Resurrect Old Habits. That's under the Political Memo rubric. What could come next after grand jury votes? Comes below that. And Possible Charges Against Former President Put Focus on Prosecutorial Discretion. And that is another full page of the newspaper. Turn the page and you have, At Policy Event, House GOP Can't Help Changing Subject to Trump. Turn to the next page. DeSantis doubling down raises questions about Trump's character. Basically, the New York Times has entered that zone that usually you see on cable TV news, where a big event has happened, but the people on the TV don't know anything about the facts behind it. So they just sit there and talk at each other and speculate and spin out scenarios and jabberate to fill the empty hours, because otherwise someone might turn off the TV. Not having to do this is supposed to be one of the great benefits of working in print media as opposed to broadcast. You don't actually have to fill dead air while you wait for the news to happen. You can just write about something else. Or you can take all this legal analysis and put it in your pocket and use it once there is an actual legal event for you to analyze. There's nothing in this preemptive analysis that wouldn't work better as substantive analysis a few days from now, if the indictment actually comes down. But the Times, as an institution, is sitting around effectively stress-eating a bunch of words to cope with the tension. Elsewhere in Trump news, the Times reports that an eight-foot-tall portrait of the former president is among 
a quarter million dollars worth of stuff that was given as official gifts and not reported and whose whereabouts were unknown, which is to say the whereabouts are presumably where Donald Trump has put everything that he's walked off with in his life. Makes a nice counterpoint to the desperate speculation about whether it's possible to assemble a criminal case against Trump to get a good old-fashioned story of the kind of day-to-day obvious illegality that has defined Trump's entire existence. And right in the middle of the front of the paper, there's a story from Virginia. Video shows man pinned to floor until he dies. Indictments in Virginia for seven deputies and three on hospital staff. The video shows these people piling on a patient at a state psychiatric hospital and staying there for 11 minutes until he was dead. After these past few years of panicky crime coverage and people holding forth about how activists calling for defunding the police are a dead weight on the Democratic Party, it's a helpful reminder that the millions of people who are out in the streets in 2020 were out in the streets for entirely valid reasons. And thanks to their efforts, a death that might have been a minor local news story told from the cops' perspective is a front-page story in the New York Times with prosecutors bringing charges. That's the news. We will talk again tomorrow. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Stay safe and well. Thanks very much.